0: The largest earthquakes recorded in world history. Holy Spirit moving among young adults across college campuses. The music industry's biggest event creates songs for choreographed dancers to the worship of Satan. The development of East versus West draws closer to a full-blown escalation of global wars. And that's just for starters. This month also witnessed terrorism rising in the West Bank. Chinese spy balloons flying over U.S. military bases while the commander-in-chief draws crickets, an Iranian bounty on a former president and secretary of state. UFOs, UAPs, what's next? Join us for these stories and much more in The World is Shifting, Literally, and So Are the Heavens. Headlines Meets Prophecy, February 2023. Hello, everybody. My name is Mark. You're watching and or listening to the Russick Outlook. Thanks for dropping in. Today's subject is the world is shaking, literally, and so are the heavens. This is Headlines Meets Prophecy, February 2023. And I know it's a little bit of a long or lengthy title, but when I look at the events of February, and here I sit recording this on the last day of February man, it's it's it, it's like a whirlwind. And, you know, I, I, I am literally pointing to the fact that we've had thousands of earthquakes, the largest outbreak of earthquakes the world has ever known, or at least in world history that's been documented. Um, but also, I, I believe, and I think I'll, I'll be able to to bear this out, I see a correlation that the heavens are shaking, meaning the spiritual aspect of things is shaking. So there's a whole bunch of things to get to. Um, and so before I begin, I'm just going to ask you real quick, if you wouldn't mind, please, whatever the platform you're on, hit that like and subscribe button, share the information, ring the bell, um, and, and, and comment. Or I know from our podcast listeners, if you could leave us ratings, five-star rating would be nice. Uh, and, and again, it just helps us get the information out. And last but not least, I would ask that you go to therussicoutlook.com and sign up for our email list. We will notify you of new events. There are new things that are happening. We're getting together a number of uh, Zoom presentations where, you know, the audience participates. It, and, and again, I've said this before, we all benefit from one another. Uh, and I'm also ramping up for some, uh, uh, some guests for some podcasts and vidcast interviews. So you'll find out all about that. Uh, through the email, so before, uh, or I shouldn't say before. Let's just get into this. Let's jump into this. Let me cut to the video. I'm going to show you some things that, uh, well, some images here right away that I, I I think are could could blow you away. So if you're following me on video, on the left hand side, I'm going to show you a photograph here, and I'll describe it to the podcast listeners. Um, I have a number of these on. They were taken. Just before the earthquakes in Turkey and Syria, um, and just side note for those who may not have heard, and, and uh, there there has been just thousands of earthquakes that will cover. Uh, there are over 50,000 dead in, in Turkey and Syria, over 100,000 injured, and and they just keep occurring because the earth and the tectonic plates are so volatile. But what I wanted to point out, there was a number of pictures that were taken. Um, by some, I think Arab press and some uh, individuals, and they they were posted online. And if you look, follow me on the left, you see three um, vertical posts of light, and the, the top one, you know, looks like it's almost two or three three dimensional. And I'll, I'll show you some others. We don't know what it is. I'll just I'll, I'll just say that right off the bat, but it certainly has the appearance that potentially, uh, you know, something in another dimension or spiritual realm was captured. And, and, you know, if not for anything, I just wanted to highlight it and, and bring it out there. But also showing you some other things that happened in Turkey, This, you know, showing you uh, and, 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 and I'll show you more, but the sinkhole, what you're looking at in the middle is an, uh, an olive tree field that just was, you, you see the devastation and how the earth right there for so far down into this mountainside was, was just plowed through cut in, cut in half, so to speak. So, uh, you know, that, that's, that's some of what we're looking at. Um, you know what, I'm going to just continue on to the slide, and I'm going to describe some things that happened this month in February that this is why I titled it the way I did. So, as I said, there's close to 8,000 earthquakes, the largest in recorded history, 50,000 dead, over 100,000 injured in Turkey and Syria. Uh, But there's also many nations, including Israel, felt it. Uh, Some, I, I believe, I believe I heard Cyprus actually felt it as well. So other nations in the surrounding area, certainly Jordan, Iraq, Iran, um, uh, the, the Gulf, Saudi Arabia, um, o- Oman, Bahrain, the UAE, uh, potentially Yemen. We don't get a lot of information out of there, but uh, that's how e- immense it was. And And on the first day when I first heard it, you know there was over a hundred earthquakes in the one day, and I think there was five or six that were over six point five. You know, some uh, over seven. That that's enormous. That that you know, again, we've never seen or or captured anything like that. And I'm going to cover this. China and Russia are aligning collectively, and I'm going to you know get into some of. Uh, what that may mean, um, uh, prophetically speaking, I'm going to point to something in the book of Daniel. Well, I'll, I'll say it right now. It, 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 the Russia-Ukraine war, let me just cut back to video here. The Russia-Ukraine war, I believe, is is clearly drawing the lines of delineation between East and West. And I, I think that it can, uh, and it does allude to the two legs of Daniel, it's just my opinion, um, uh in chapter two, you know, with the statue in the fifth and final Roman Empire, uh, and the two legs of iron and, and miry clay, and I believe the legs symbolize the East and the West, and I think you know we're seeing this, you know, the the forerunner to this is the battle in Ukraine between Russia uh, and Ukraine, but then so many other nations are now getting involved, and we're going to break a little bit more of that down. So, but that's really. There's a lot of developments that happened in February that I'm going to get into that I think, uh, you know, is worth noting and what the repercussions could potentially be from that. Um, I, I, I have here revival starting in Kentucky and, and spreading across college campuses. And, um, you know, for many of you, if you, if you have not heard, there was a, uh, an outpouring of Holy Spirit in a, uh, a school in Kentucky and, um, It it went on for several weeks, and I believe it's still going on, but they had to move it to other locations because of the enormous amounts of crowds. And I'm going to cover some of the, um, you know, just the ridiculous comments. We don't know, you know, what it is, but if you see college students and, you know, and, and well, I'm going to just say it right now. The, you know how it started was an act of contrition. They were having a a, a weekly service. They have three services a week in the, in this uh, Christian college, and at the end of the service, from the reports that were given back, uh, one of the persons felt that they needed to get up and confess something and 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 repent of whatever the sin is. I'm I'm not I'm not sure, but that supposedly kind of started people just continuing to press in. And to worship the Lord to the point where you've had over fifty thousand people, people coming from all over the world, wanting to see this, and, and it's it's clearly, you know, when you see college students falling on their knees, ask, seeking repentance, worshiping Jesus, and you you have all these suspicious people or others coming out, and oh, we don't know if it's real or this or that, and you know, let's really define what a revival is, and. I personally don't want to get caught up in any of that. Um, the reports from people who were there, uh, ministers, you know, they, they, they felt, and I've heard this from a number of ministers, they said they're changed. They're changed, and, and they're going back to their churches changed, wanting to press in, wanting to do more. And they just went as observers to see what, you know, what was happening. So, um it, it's and it's moved and it's uh, graduated, if, if you will, to other college campuses on the East Coast, and and p- could potentially be spreading. But it's it's a move of Holy Spirit. What 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 gets done with it? I I, I don't know. Is this a revival? Does this kick off something much larger? We don't know. But the point that I'm trying to make is Holy Spirit's moving, the world is shaking, and we're going to, you know, see some other things. So I want to keep my eyes on the Lord. I want to keep my eyes focused on, on on what the Lord is doing. And I am personally delighted when I see the young people, you know, being that forthright and, and um, just, just their character, man. I, I, I just love you know, what they're doing. And when I I listened in on some of the streaming casts, and I'm kind of getting off subject, and I'll jump on in a minute, but just watching them praise and worship, very simple, guitar, two guitars, a piano, a couple of vocals, and they would rotate these different worship teams in and out. And, you know, nobody was glorifying themselves. They were all honoring and glorifying Jesus. So um, I, i I was just sad to see some of the commentary or people who were afraid to mention it in in their churches. And uh, it's just, you know, again, I like to say my opinion. Uh, Let's see what else. I would say, you know, watching the U.S., Germany, England, and Poland supplying Ukraine— with tanks I thought it was a very significant development I'll break down why the Chinese spy balloons if you haven't heard of that we had uh, spy balloons going across the United States one you know starting in Alaska and going down into the Atlantic uh, I think off the coast of South Carolina so that was pretty ridiculous from that then a week later you had more things that were shot down and I'm going to break it down but it was for my opinion it was an embarrassment Where you're letting the Chinese Communist Party fly over, and they were clearly um, able to transfer and translate uh, information, pictures, send it back. It it had uh, um, panes on it, almost like a uh, like solar panels type, you know, which could communicate that information to satellites very easily. You know, I'm not sure exactly how the technology is working, but regardless the fact that we did not or waited as long as we did and, and it flew over military sites and it was just it was crazy um what else is going on the uh internal terror uh, in when i say internal i mean within israel uh you you've had it you know a fair amount if not more uh, uh occurrences of terrorism coming out of gaza you're seeing more and more coming out of the west bank now um the Grammys, twelve million viewers, and they chose one of their acts to worship Satan. And I'll show you, in, you know, in here how the, they encourage people to come in and listen and worship with them. Um, weapons help from from uh, Russia by China would be a red line according to the European Union. Uh, Russia removes itself from the nuclear arms talks with the United States. China, U.S. and Taiwan escalations are ramping up more. Um, America has committed to send more soldiers into Taiwan, reports of UFOs, UAPs, whispers of World War III, and that's just, you know, what we've seen so far, and there's more to come in here. Uh, that So that's why I'm saying the heavens are, sh- or the world is shaking and the heavens are shaking. So let me continue on down this road. I'm going to start with Israel as I always do, and part of the uh, uh, my motivation for doing this is to bring up to speed what's happening, certainly with Israel. Because if you're going to look at the Bible and if you're going to examine things uh, from from a prophetic standpoint or just even you know reading the Bible, it all centers around the nation of Israel and the people of Israel. So, uh, on that note, we've covered the the elections and and the Netanyahu government. It's the most conservative, religious, uh, right-wing government in, in probably the history of the nation. Uh, so there's a gentleman named, uh, where am I, finance minister, uh, be- Bezael Smotrich, and, and there was two um, uh, politicians who were brought in to help Netanyahu get to the seats that he wanted. And, and they, these two are considered to be you know on more on the conservative side. And uh, th- this gentleman, who's the finance minister, I'll show you on video, he's really, you know, ramping up to get uh, more homes built in the West Bank. And, of course, that that's, you know, causing a lot of issues around the world. So here you have a nation that's wanting to build homes, and the world is reacting, saying, you can't do this, or we don't want you to do this. And this is the United States. This is Europe. And they'll threaten them with boycotts and whatnot. Um, and this is the reasoning behind some of the terrorist attacks that we've seen uh, in, in civilian outposts uh, within Jerusalem and, and other parts of Israel. And it's just amazing to me, and it shouldn't be at this point, that the world reacts the way it does, but it turns a blind eye towards other atrocities or some of the terrorism. So, that, in other words, they're going to focus on the the uh, um, the Israelis building homes. As the problem, rather than terrorists killing and maiming, uh, you know, young uh, families and children, and you know, so where are the priorities? And to me, that's just a clear example of the demonic strongholds there at work. Because it's it, you're only going after them because they're Jewish, and and because of the the nation of uh, of Israel and the homeland. So Netanyahu, who start, who came in again in late November, uh, he, you know, he's got his work cut out for him. He's got an enormous amount of problems. I've said this before in the past. I see a very uh, detailed correlation. I can say with the examples that I saw how the machine. When I say the machine, the financiers, the business people, the the media, the press uh, uh, treated uh, uh, forty five as well as what. I see Netanyahu going through. There's a lot of similarities, a lot. Um, and, I, and I've outlined some of this in the past. So now, you know, Netanyahu is, is dealing with an American government that's not as favored to him uh, and, and their aspirations as was 45. No secret there. 44 and 46 uh, are, are are not on the same, um, they're, they're, they don't have that same Uh, um, olive branch and and willingness to work with them. And we're certainly partners and and allies, no question, you know, but it's it's a tough road to follow. Uh, So at any rate, um, Congress is out for a week this month. Uh, Netanyahu took advantage and he brought together as assembled a a number of politicians. Uh, Mike Pompeo, former uh, um, Secretary of State, CIA director. He was a congressman. Um, McConnell, uh, Senator Rich, Senator Tom Cotton, David Freeman, Friedman, who was the uh, U.S. ambassador to Israel and was a big proponent in getting the capital moved to Jerusalem as well as the Abraham Accords. Uh, and the top of the agenda is Iran. So what are we, or what are they going to do about Iran? And, you know, they, and and i Certainly reported this every month. There's more and more tensions and escalations and and problems that that are brewing, um, and and I'm going to cover some of that as it relates to the earthquakes because there's been some interesting developments. There, matter of fact, let me show you this on video. I'll, I'll, we the Israelis, at any rate, are reporting that uh, planes are coming in from Iran into Syria, claiming to be. Uh, um, Bringing aid for the earthquake victims, when according to Israeli intelligence, they are masking uh, the delivery of of missiles and bombs and uh, other military arsenals. So, they're using this as an, as a reason um, to to fly into uh, Damascus and in, in, in Syria and deliver these and um, under the guise of humanitarian aid. Uh, so, you know that's. That's what Israel is dealing with now. It's just, you know, a newfound thing that they they have to confront. So staying with Israel, uh, United Nations ambassador, I wanted to highlight this because I really do think it's important. The, the no, no question, the anti-Semitism that goes on around the world, New York Times is certainly a, a leader of it. And uh, the the ambassador who is Gilad Erdan wrote an an editorial scathing the anti-Israel uh, bias, and I wanted to point out some things that that came out of that. Um, the study found so uh, he in, in this letter he he alluded to a study that was done by Israel's university during the course of 2022 and the study found 361 articles that were focused on Israel published last year in 2022 most which were disparaging and branded Israel as a humanitarian as a human rights violator. They showed that the number of opinion columns condemning Israel was almost double the number of columns condemning Iran, despite nationwide protests against the Islamic regime for its oppression and lethal brutality. Uh, Erdogan also noticed in 2022, the Times published only four negative articles about Hezbollah, Hamas, Islamic Jihad combined, four an example of bias, Erdogan mentioned that two-thirds of the Times headlines pertaining to the uh, journalistic fatalities in 2022, which were dedicated to the slain Al uh, Jazeera journalist Sherim abu Akeh. while this was a tra- tragic accident, why were the deaths of 64 other journalists I- ignored? So this happened in Gaza last year. Um, but, you you know, you see the amount. I mean, think about that. You, you, you're coming out with all these different anti-Israeli articles, and Hamas, Hezbollah, and what was the third one? Oh, Islamic Jihad. Combined four articles. So I mean, that just goes to show, uh, you know, what's going on. Staying with Israel a, as we wind down. I've covered before. There's hundred, as over a hundred thousand protesting in 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 Tel Aviv um, about the. Uh, um, Attempts for the Netanyahu regime to change the structure of of, of court and and of, of of basically appointing judges. So the way it works in in Israel today is the judges are able to appoint themselves or appoint whoever they want, and they can stay as long as they want. Their terms are unlimited. Um, so what this regime is trying to do is to. Have those judges voted upon by the politicians? Not necessarily Netanyahu's government, although he would have a tremendous influence. And it, it would it would be like this. So if you consider uh, U.S. Supreme Court, when Roe v. Wade was overturned in June, the way it would happen here is uh, the 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 court system could just go in and, and overturn what the government wrote into law. And and that's what they're fighting about, and they're saying this is a an attack on democracy. So, and I, and I, and I've said this before, and I'll probably say it some more here. The messaging is is consistent around the world. If you are a member of the right, or if you're a Christian, or if you're one who upholds biblical principles or Western principles. You are considered a danger to democracy. That's oh, that's the new mantra. Um, you see it here in America all the time. It comes from the White House. It comes from the the, the media parrots. But you also see that in other parts of of Europe, and and uh, uh, certainly see this in. in, in um, uh, why can't I think South Pacific? I apologize. Uh, it's it's just. And and actually, I saw it in South America too. Um, you saw that in in Brazil, so it's a big deal. And you also have the corporations and the businesses getting behind it because they're saying that the economists point a letter opposing Israeli judicial reform and threatening the Israeli businesses. Uh, or saying that their businesses would be harmed if they get behind this. Again, much of what we see today where the business community is in lockstep concert uh, with the government, with the media, um, it's, you know, freedom of the press is no longer. So uh, all that to say, you've got a tremendous amount of pressure on Netanyahu, his government, because of the developments in the West Coast, uh, West Coast, West Bank, the, the homes that are being built there, the threats from overseas uh, now, and again, 100,000 protesters over that in Tel Aviv, and you have these pro- pocket protests coming up around the country in regard to these uh, judicial reforms. But the Knesset did pass the first of three bills that the Netanyahu government is attempting to get through. So I'm just kind of pointing out that this is going to brings more unrest, more problems, more pressures. That this government has to deal with. So if you're so inclined to, uh, you know, pray for them, uh, you know, this is it because all these things I'm mentioning and then you have Iran and you have the other things that are going on, uh, which some of which will, will, will cover the relationships with the other nations as well. So sticking with Israel, as we wind this down, I'm just going to cut the video for a second. Uh, mentioned the West Bank. Iran unveiled a new Pave missile, which can reach Israel from Iran. That's the first one. Uh, Israel, Saudi Arabia are engaging in military and intelligence um, documentation. They are potentially getting close to signing a deal, uh, um, kind of uh, formalizing their intelligence agreements with one another. So that is that is very significant, and that potentially could be, again, looking at Ezekiel 38, where it's Dedan, and they will not engage in this war, and this may be, Dedan being Saudi Arabia, so this may be a sign of what we're seeing there. Um, Oman, the nation of Oman, you know, right below Saudi Arabia, next to Yemen, they open their airspace to Israel. That's a very big deal, because that allows probably a savings of four or five hours to parts of South Pacific and, and Asia uh, coming from Israel so it helps it it, it helps their um, tourism it helps their economies help both ways not just um, you know on, on the Israeli side it will help uh, 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 on the side of the South Pacific and, and the Asian countries um, Israeli Air Force visited Morocco again that's part of their um, uh, the Abraham Accords, and, and, you know, them forming military alliances, military strategies. So that's very interesting. And, and Morocco's you know, they're in a very precarious situation in North Africa next to Algeria, who is very, very strong Muslim, um, uh, you know, I don't want to say they're violent, but they're, they've pulled more along the lines of Extremism, meaning jihad, you know, more support for nations that are that are promoting it. I'll put it that way, and then you have the rockets that have been fired back and forth from Gaza, and just continued escalations. Just some really, really, I'm I'm glossing over it, but I really shouldn't. There's families that were butchered, and and you know, the sad thing is when you see these Jews that are killed the response in Gaza is to hand out candy and to celebrate and to shoot guns in the air. And it's bad enough the adults do it, but then you see the kids. And and you see pictures and videos of this where kids are, you know, handing out candy in the streets to passersby and cars and whatnot. Flip note, I'm going to turn this to something I thought was pretty cool. Uh, Christians across Africa praying for Israel uh, to be part of the African Union. Uh, so I'll cut back to video for this for a second. Uh, the, the uh, where am I? Uh, the Republic, the Democratic Republic of Congo, uh, which is one of the largest African countries. Um, they believe that Israel plays an important role, not only in the Congo, but in the continent of Africa. So they are, uh, their president is Christian, openly praying for them, uh, looking to promote new businesses, uh, and, and also because of it is in Africa, you're dealing with minerals and diamonds. Uh, Israel is one of the largest diamond distributors in the world, and that impacts telecommunications with the mineral outposts. And uh, you see the gentleman who leads the uh, Genesis 123 Foundation did a tour of the Congo. And you know he just remarks in here about how well he was received and walking down the streets and people would stop and say Shalom. Uh, you know, which kind of threw him, uh, but that's the, the adherence and the respect and, and the admiration that that was paid to not only him, his congregation, the rabbis that attended with him. So I thought that was pretty, you know, that was pretty neat. So I wanted to point that out. Now I'm going to get to the earthquakes and some things that I had not considered in the Bible until I saw the earthquakes here. So again. We saw an an incredible amount beginning in in early February, and then as little as a week ago, you had more of them there. The atrocities are just incredible, Um, and, and, you know, to the point where, you know, you've had almost eight—I think it's over 8,000 now. This um, this one report from February 7th to the 21st shows 7,700, so— You know, again, now there's over 50,000 dead, 125,000 that are wounded. Um, I'm going to show you something on video here. These are some of the other uh, areas. Just I just grabbed these over the last two weeks: 4.1 in Egypt, another 3.8 in Eastern Turkey, 3.4 in Eastern Turkey, 3.6 in Central Turkey, 6.3 in Indonesia. 5.3 in central Turkey, 4.3 in central Turkey, 5.0 in Tajikistan, 6.8 in Tajikistan, and 6.1 in Japan. Um, On the right hand side, it shows you what the seismograph looks like with all of these escalations of earthquakes. I show you some of the sinkholes and things there. So this is the likes of what we've never, ever seen before in the history of or the documented recorded history. So obviously, we know that Jesus lays this out in the Olivet Discourse that uh, that earthquakes are one of the signs and the rise in earthquakes. It's what he refers to as the birth pangs. What I want, so what what's happened is you've got, um, I believe they're called the scientists that study these, seismologists, um, but you get the idea and so many of them are are pointing to the instability of the region now as a re, as a result of the movement of the tectonic plates so much so that the reports are that the nation of Turkey shifted 9 feet so imagine an entire nation shifting 9 feet that's the that's the degree of activity that's happening here um, but what i want to what it made me look at was, and I pointed this out a couple of uh, recordings back, Isaiah reports on the destruction of Damascus, that this will happen before uh, Ezekiel 38, and complete desolation. There's two other cities that are mentioned in Syria that will come to recognize uh, that, that this took place. So nobody, everything will be desolate. It will be completely wiped out, and that's a pretty outlandish statement to to put forth. But I'm just saying that this is what the Bible has to say in the Book of Isaiah, and when I've and I've pointed this out in the war before the, the before Ezekiel. There's a number of wars laid out in Isaiah and Jeremiah, um, and I believe in Hosea um, that 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 point is primarily. It's Isaiah, Ezekiel, and Jeremiah. And so you've got this um, outpouring or, or the destruction of Damascus. What I am getting at is when you get to Ezekiel 38, Damascus would have been destroyed, and there's no mention of Lebanon. And w- when you look at these earthquakes, I had all, well, prior to this happening, I had always thought these were going to be bombs, military potential, nuclear explosions. Certainly, you know the region is 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 rich with that potential. Now that you see Russia and you know involved in Iran and, and whatnot, and we know that there's going to be earthquakes in Ezekiel 38 in the in the mountains of Israel. Um, so I'm looking at this, and I and I'm just you know I'm thinking out loud with you that. Damascus may be destroyed by an earthquake. Um, Lebanon could be wiped off the map, potentially, you know, a, along the coast. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but when I look at the warnings that are coming out of the scientists right now, it has nothing to do with the Bible and how volatile the area is and how much it's shifted and, and how we continue weeks later see these earthquakes— there's buildings that are falling weeks after the earthquakes because of the instability, uh, not only in the foundation of the buildings, but also in, in the ground beneath it. This is incredible. So I'm looking at this and I'm saying, wow, I, I, you know, could this be, you know, a, a, a way of, another way of looking at um, the book of Isaiah and, and, and these areas. And I just say this because that's how I thought. I thought, war, destruction, and it could still be. But now I went, oh, you know, is that a sign? I'm, I, 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 I don't know, but it's certainly, I would say, it's a possibility. Uh, let me show you just a couple more images of the earthquakes. And uh, what I wanted to point out is uh, the president of Syria, Assad, and Benjamin Netanyahu. Right away, the Israelis offered assistance to both Turkey and Syria, and turkey uh, accepted it and unfortunately you know I think a week or two later because of you know surrounding areas they they wound up leaving but they did a you know a tremendous amount of good i think they sent 400 people there and aid and food and supplies and whatever <coughs> excuse me they could but syria turned them down syria did not want help from the israelis so here you have the, you know your own people Suffering, And they are in far worse position in the sense of being able to address a situation like this than Turkey. Turkey is a fairly, you know, I don't want to maybe not modern society, but you get the idea. They're certainly much further along and I would say more capable of handling emergency situations like this than Syria. Uh, but, but Syria, because they're Jewish, you know, they didn't want to accept that. Uh, Last, as I I wind this down about Israel, um, two two more slides. I want to show you on video what was captured. And and again, for the podcast listeners, I have five different images. Uh, Three of them are, I would say, the same, taken from different angles. Um, But it shows these very, very odd, strange lights. And this was just prior to the earthquakes hitting in this particular area of Turkey. All of these images are in Turkey. And then you see two others, you know, with some light, some strange lights, you know, in the sky. And, uh, you know, people are wondering, you know, was there spiritual activity prior to this happening? I don't know. I I don't know. But I'm showing you the images. And um, would I be surprised if it was? No. Um, You know, is that a possibility? Sure um because they're taken from different people in different areas or locations of that area uh i i find it hard to believe that they would be doctored photoshopped, things like that but it's possible you know so i just again i want to show you um and then last you know be, before i get into the rest of this i just you know so many times i've i know people and and this is the other thing that i that bothers me the, the press and the media, they they forgot about these people. They barely mentioned this. And 50,000 people dead, over 125,000, I think, now injured. Um, we need to get help to these people. We need to um, just do, do whatever we can. And what I wanted to point to is a couple of ministries that have the capability, if you're so inclined to... To help them financially, if you can, but certainly with prayer, you can. Um, there's a ministry called Global Catalytic Ministries that works out of that area, you know, of the world. They did tremendous work in Afghanistan during the debacle there when the Americans pulled out and then everything that happened, and you know, just the Taliban taking over and and all of it was Christian ministries that you know were wiped out. Just the, these are people that are creating, making disciples, building churches, but also coming in with humanitarian assistance and relief. So it, it's a wonderful um, ministry. I, I just, you know, I've, I've done some research on it, and and they're good. And then I point to Franklin Ga- uh, Graham's ministry and his. These are, you know, uh, Samaritan's Purse. They have that ability to get on the ground and get in there. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not saying there's not others and, you know, don't support what you can But some people have brought up the fact, gee, I don't know how to give or where to give knowing that the money would get to, you know, the right places in these people. So that's something to consider and to look into. I'm going to shift gears to NATO for a second. And this is kind of what I said, you know, in the beginning about the east and the western legs uh, of of Daniel. If you, and I'm not choosing sides, but if you look at NATO in the fall of the, the, the Berlin Wall, the Soviet bloc in the in, in late 80s. And NATO was designed to combat that. And you would think they would have dissolved or minimized their impact, but they've grown significantly. Um, and I would say that if you put yourself in Russia's shoes or Russian people, I'm not saying Putin, and I'm not saying this justifies anything. I'm not. But I am saying flip the paradigm for a second. You know, NATO in 1949 had the 12 founding members, which I'll, I'll list here on, on video. Uh, Belgium, Canada, Denmark, France, Iceland, Italy, Luxembourg, the Netherlands, Norway, Portugal, United Kingdom, and the United States. Then since then, you had Greece, Turkey, Germany, Spain, Czechoslovakia, Hungary, Poland, Um, In 1999, they added Bulgaria, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Romania, Slovakia, Slovenia, you know, all of these former Soviet blocs or Soviet states, 2004, Albania and Croatia, 2009, um, uh, I'm sorry, that was in 2009, Montenegro, 2017, and North Macedonia in 2020, and they are pushing to get Ukraine in, you know, many people are. What I'm getting at is NATO, when it looks, has expanded dramatically in the last 20 or 30 years. We know Putin is longing to bring back the Soviet empire so that you have that direct threat. When you talk about the the Russian-Ukraine war, NATO is clearly escalating. They're, they're, they're bringing in tanks. Now, you know, six months ago, the U.S., oh, no, we can't supply tanks. That would be an escalation uh, or provocation into that area, <coughs> excuse me, and construed the wrong way. <clears throat> now they're all doing it. Germany, Poland, Britain, uh, the U.S. The U.S. is sending uh, uh, right onto the border into Poland. They're, they're training people. Anti, uh, ballistic, anti-missile systems are being deployed. So you have all of this help from NATO countries assisting a non-NATO country. Now, God bless the Ukrainians. I, I feel for them. I, I'm, uh, I, I, I'm delighted to see them stand up for their country and do what they can, you know, do what they need to do, the strength, the resolve. Everything that they've done, they were attacked, unprovoked, no question. But what I'm getting at is what I see is there are, there are lines being drawn in the sand. There are provocation that's coming apart from the West and when you see that with those countries that I mentioned, then on the east, you see China and Russia locking arm in arm. Last year, China was, I believe, less than 2% of the Russian economy in terms of import and export. Uh, they are now close to 20% in a year. Um, so they've, they've built some strong alliances there, uh, as well as with Iran. Iran supplying a lot of the drones and the military there. So now you're, you, you've kind of moved the tentacles out. So what was you, Russia, Ukraine, now you're starting to involve parts of Asia. Now you're starting to involve Western Europe. Now North America with the U.S., and they'll, uh, I'm sure, bring up some support from Canada. Um, then with Iran, you're coming out of the Middle East. Now Israel, and this is the difficulty that Netanyahu has to navigate, Netanyahu has a relationship and the Israelis have a relationship with Putin. They are able to go into different areas of Syria and target Iranians and and the missiles there under the know-how and and the nod and the wink uh, of Putin and the Russians. So there's a relationship there that they have that they've allowed certain things to transpire. Now Zelensky is openly courting and, 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 you know, trying to push— Netanyahu to openly support them with arms and with the iron dome so navigating that so now this Ukraine war ooh now you know not only the middle east iran which is obviously uh, an, an enemy of israel it's their number one enemy now you you're bringing israel into this into the scope of things so what this i wouldn't say little war but the the war in in a isolated part of the world in eastern europe has now branched out and could easily, you know. And this is what people are, are concerned about: is that it has the potential of World War III, uh, and and there's a lot of signs that are, you know, looking towards this. And, you know, if, if that's the case, then you can certainly see that moving into uh, Ezekiel 38, where the Russians, the Iranians, and others move to to. Take advantage or take booty, is what Ezekiel says, of, of the um, Israeli economy, the technology, certainly the gas fields. Um, it's getting very, very complicated fast. And the pieces are moving quickly. Uh, just highlighting some other things. Push the border threats of our country as far as possible, even if they are the borders of Poland. That's Dmitry Medvedev, who is the former president, uh, or, you know, working alliance with with Putin. Um, you have Zelensky meeting with the Israelis. Again, he's courting them. Zelensky equates Russia with Goliath, urges Israel to deliver the David sling defense system. Uh, Russia's northern fleet deploys nukes in... in um, uh, in in the Black Sea, which is the first since the Cold War. The chief of staff of the Italian Navy, uh, Admiral Enrico Credinino, he reports Russian ships in the Mediterranean Sea are increasing in number and they are adopting an increasingly aggressive posture that was not usual in the Mediterranean and has not seen since the Cold War. Then there's an area uh, near Moldova, um, which is called Transistia. And I show you this on the map, and it's a small um, section, and that area is predominantly looked at with, with NATO, but Russia is saying, because these are uh, uh, sympath- or sympathizers to the Russian government, that if you go in there, we will consider that an act of war against Russia. So that's just, you know, something else to look at. Um, intelligence updates, you know, everything is pointing towards the, the, the problems there. Uh, Russia declares battlefield gains as NATO ramps up its support for the Ukraine. Just getting more and more, you know. So now some other events that have been taking place. Uh, you had Jordan's King Hussein visit the White House a couple of weeks ago. The United States continues to work and support them, which I would say is a, is a good thing. Um, they've committed $1.65 billion in 2021, and they are going to uh, up that to 1.7 billion in um, uh, humanitarian assistance, so much so because of the Syrian refugees that, that Jordan has taken on. Uh, Papua New Guinea mo- moves its em- embassy to Jerusalem. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, the Daily Telegraph reported that the U.S. pressured Britain to keep the uh, Revolutionary Guard of Iran off of the terror list, uh, putting, looking for them to take more of a position of negotiations with the uh, nuclear agreements. Um, since then, the Americans have denied it. Uh, so, you know, it was reported in Britain. Americans are denying that they are pressuring Israel, I mean, uh, Britain in that way. So uh, it looks like a he said, she said. Um, Iranian currency is being crippled. Uh, it, it went down 20% in six days. Um, it broke the barrier of 600,000 rials to $1. So, you know, that's that's another way that uh, the Americans are trying to uh, um, pressure the Iranians. Uh, then you have the famous spy balloon. And actually, if you're following me on video, in the middle there, in the lower portion in the middle... I'm, I'm I, there's a pilot that took a selfie far above the balloon, and you know he's got a clear shot at it. Should, you know should he have been given the okay? But what I wanted to get at is the the ludicrousness of saying, well, we took a shot and and we missed." And and these are trained pilots, and and in this photograph you see he's got a bullseye right in front of him. They would not have missed. Um, And, you know, they claim to have missed some of these other things that were supposedly seen over northern Canada, some pointing to, with the help of the government, saying that this could be UAPs. Um, It's just the whole situation is something's not right, and and something doesn't pass the smell test. How you let China's balloon, uh, spy balloon, travel across the entire country, uh, finally just giving way and, and taking it out over the Atlantic. Then these three other devices or, or um, flying objects come up in uh, northern United States and uh, and Canada, and they're taken down. But we don't know what they are, is the report. How do you shoot these things down and not know what they are? Or you can't get to them because of the uh, terrain in northern Canada. And it just the reasoning is crazy. Um, but what I... I want to notate that some people have said the UAP sightings would be potentially something that could be used in the future after the rapture, that they might use that as uh, um, aliens took took the these people out. Um, i'm I'm just reporting, I'm just reporting what happened, I, and I'm not quite sure, but the fact that it's the two largest superpowers in the world. Um I, I I found very, very interesting. Um so revival. I, I just wanted to point out, you know, as I'm thinking about this, what happened in, in uh whether you want to call it revival or not, uh but what happened in, in Kentucky I think is a wonderful thing. But it you know, when I think of the word, you think of somebody being revived, uh, you know, potentially, you know, somebody with a medical illness, and I show you this on the sketch here. Uh And that, you know, maybe—is that something that wakes up a good portion of the church? Is this something where Holy Spirit is moving on the church and and looking for his people to press in more? Uh, So the reports of the prayer services at other Christian colleges and universities now, Stanford University in Alabama— uh, one student began singing in the chapel in the evening was joined by others. It kept overnight, continued the next day. At Lee University in Tennessee, students were seen running to chapel. One freshman told a local reporter she thought it was just a copycat event until she went in herself. The spirit was 100% moving in this place. Um, so I'm just going to you know, cite some things that, to me... So after 13 days, you had more than 50,000 people arrive at the Asbury uh, campus. Uh, They've been limiting the service on the campus to people under age 25 now, uh, but they are live streaming every day, and they've continued to to this day. Uh, So you have the rest of the world engaged with it. Uh, Reports of revivals or, or, or outpourings of Holy Spirit are happening in Cedarville University, Baylor, Belmont, and other schools. Uh, the vast majority of participants are not interested in trying to steal the limelight. I've pointed this out in the beginning. There is a genuine hunger for God, a sign or a spirit of repentance and love for one another. Uh, contrast what is happening in Asbury with the anger and rebellion of others. Uh, you know, think about what's going on in our other universities. Uh, and, and, and you know, just, you know, I'll, I'll give you, well, I mean, you, you know what it is. I mean, just... The, the um, hypersensitivity of, of speech and, and stifling people, and if you, you know, if, if you think differently, people are now being chastised for prayer. Um, I, I just saw recently um, this month uh, a teacher in California was removed because her students found out on her private Instagram business account she cited biblical scriptures. And when she appeared before the, uh, the school board, They actually can consider uh, consider this as evidence. Look what you're posting. And they, meaning the evidence is you dare to post the Bible? Uh, You know, that's the point that we've gotten at. So now I'm getting to the shaking. We've talked about the earthquakes and the spiritual realm. I'm going to give you a brief montage of images, you know, for a reason here. Uh, And this all happened within three days of one another. So uh, I'll I'll describe it for the podcast uh, listeners the Grammys, uh, you know, most people have probably heard by now. Uh, they uh, Sam Smith and his entourage had this open uh, music and, and, you know, worshiping Satan and just in this very flamboyant way, but also um, openly proselytizing Satanism. There's a, um, uh, a a tweet that went out from CBS. They, they've since taken it down. Um, but they said, you can say that, again, you know, we are ready to worship. So they tweet before um, uh, this came on, CBS is saying, we are ready to worship. So clearly they knew what was going on with Sam Smith. So, you know, my point is, you know, th- that did not take them by surprise. On February, so that was February 5th, February 6th, you had the earthquake. And I wanted to point out something to me that stands out, so much. When I saw the the videos and I see the f- uh, photos of the earthquakes and the, the men and women and the family members clamoring, doing whatever they can to save the babies, children who have died, the weeping, their regard for human life is juxtaposed to the West, where the West is openly embracing not only abortion now up through nine months and even after birth. That's the degree of what we're seeing. So, so many people would say, well, the Middle East is is a little backwards or this or that. I'm sorry, what I saw uh, out of the Muslims and, and, and others there, the, the care for the, uh, for the ba- there was babies that were born in the rubble, that were born under these heaps, but to me, you know, watching that and in contrast to America and what we see here, you know, I I, I just feel that. And then February 8th was the outpouring of Holy Spirit. Uh, but when I think of that, too, I, I just wanted to point out James O'Keefe, uh, uh, Project Veritas, where he's done so much good work exposing uh, a lot of the nefariousness that's gone on in different organizations from Planned Parenthood to... The recent medicine that we've seen over the, um, uh, the 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 past three years of things that you you need to do, uh, and and so many others. So he's 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 been able to grab that. He's been able to point that out and and highlight it and and have people be account- held accountable. Uh, but apparently the board was concerned that he was risking their financial nonprofit status. Uh, with, with his work. And and to me, that's just you know taking a guy out who's doing good work. I don't know if he's a Christian. I would suspect that he is. I don't know that. Um, but the manner in which they will go after you and take you out is, is clearly quite obvious. Um, I just wanted to wind this down too. Another interesting thing that I thought that came out of uh, February was at the same time this was all happening, uh, just about two weeks ago, was the release of the movie, The Jesus Revolution. And this points to the life of Chuck Smith, and, who was, you know, a central figure in what was basically uh, another revival, another move of Holy Spirit in America in the uh, late 60s, early 70s, really, I think it was, uh, with, you know, what, what you, you call the hippie movement and, you know, just being drawn by Jesus, the young, the youth, and that came out. So this is a, a biography But I I pointed this out uh, last month as well. Here you've got, you know, they're putting, this is a high-quality, well-financed project, um, the Jesus Revolution. You had the Left Behind, The Rise of the Antichrist, came out a couple of weeks ago, was in and out of the theaters for a couple of days, and they knew they would be. Uh, Then you've got The Chosen, uh, which is, you know, the account of the Gospels, My point is there's good, high-quality work being done by Christians and Christian organizations, directors, producers, financiers, actors, choreographers, you know, um, everybody involved in the making of cinema and media, and they're putting out good quality work. Of course, some of the, you know, the knock on Christian material for so long was it's, it's bad quality. It's horrible, and I would agree with them. But here you have some of these things coming to light clearly the anointing on on these projects. And this is just me, again, my opinion, why this is not brought out in the church, why this is not encouraged. You know, if you want Christians to fellowship with one another, why don't you suggest them have a movie night, um, show a screening or something like that in there, to encourage them to go and support, because these are enormously risky endeavors. The people who are doing this, uh, you know, I, I, it, it, it's it's like any business, you know, they are making an investment, they want to return on it, but what happens is with the success of these, um, you know, some of the distributors and the high-end studios will see this, and, you know, they will potentially open the door for more good Christian filmmaking and, and, and other content development, so um, I, I, you know, I was delighted, Chuck Smith is just a wonderful teacher, I, you know, I, I, I've read I think I read two of his book two yeah two of his books and a, a number of his sermons over the years and uh, a lot of some of my favorite teachers and pastors he he bought up in the faith and he raised um, he's just highly highly regarded so and, and I remember seeing recently uh, Kelsey Grammer the actor who pre- play, portrayed him you know was being interviewed and he broke down and you know he said there was it was just such a strong presence of God in this. So, you know, that's February. That's what happened in the month of February. And, you know, I said there was January explosions, and the and here I'm, I'm reporting that the earth and the heavens are shaking. Um, we don't know what March is, but, but 2023 has gotten off to a, a pretty significant start. And, you know, I, I say all these things in hopes of, um, you know, when you see, you know, the, the Lord says, when you see these things, look up for your redemption draws nigh. And some of these things are laying out exactly as the Bible, you know, described it, and some may not be. You know, uh, I, I, I point out some things that are. I just like to bring you up to speed, such as, you know, that great report of the Congo supporting Israel and Papua New Guinea moving their uh, um, uh, embassy to Jerusalem, Oman opening up airspace, Saudi Arabia and, and, and Israel engaging in, in uh talks to agreements for sharing intelligence. These are all wonderful developments that point to uh, the eventual return of the Lord Jesus Christ. So on that note, I want to thank you for your time. God bless you. If you have any questions or comments or suggestions, please email rusticoutlook at gmail.com. And remember, as always, just my opinion.